So tell me about your week, Andrew. What'd you do? Um, I've been at work every single day. Yeah, that's how that's how work works. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer park. What do we do, Nathan? We watch trailers, five of them to be exact, and we gauge trailer by trailer whether or not we are worried or nathan excited i'm worried i am excited holy shit i'm excited that's awesome i'm worried some might call us trailer predictor professionals tpp (laughs) you guys are buying into what they're selling like a pedophile selling candy from a van and you are already got your seatbelt on here comes pissy pants i i gotta go worried sorry everybody nathan yes andrew yes can we get on with this fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Trailer Park Podcast 105. Cousin, how are you? Cousin, I'm fucking great. Yeah, you had a good week? Everything feeling uh, feeling streamlined? Well, uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling good, but yeah. right before we got on tonight, mm. a little birdie told me mm. that tonight's lineup... Seriously? Could be. Don't, don't you fucking tease me. The most middling, actually, lineup that we've ever had. Uh, wow. Uh, you can hear Amanda's chuckle there in the background, thinking that her uh, bay is uh, very funny. <laughs> They're so happy, such a perfect couple, a brand new puppy, everything's wonderful in Tinseltown. Intern. Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for the uh, warm, warm welcome. <laughs> no problem. I figured I owed, I owed it to you after last time uh, when we tried to dupe you into starting the show without you. I apologize, buddy. I did, we didn't mean to do that to you, did we, guys? Yeah, we did. We talked yeah, about it. Yeah, there was a lot of texts uh, going on about doing that again this time. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Whoa, what? I do know how to read. No, people, we literally forget sometimes that intern is in the group chat <laughs> and, and plot against him <laughs> until he pipes in and it's like, <laughs> just joking. Just, uh, just jokes, intern. Just jokes. Yeah. Well, I suppose you guys want me to do a little song and dance and, and tell you about stuff so that you can talk about it and give your insights, right? Is that what we do now? Can you? Can you give us 105 insights? Well, I could look at what's on the desk here and see. Whoa. I'll tell you something about numerology, though, in turn. I was looking up the number 105. Totally useless number. Completely useless. Nothing interesting about it at all. Okay. <clears throat> oh, we just got some uh, quick reminders uh, from Sad Sack Studios off the top here. Um, uh, first reminder, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be Mysterio in Spider-Man. Far from home, just in case anybody forgot about that. And last, oh, uh, yeah, just another quick reminder here. The last film Kevin Spacey made before going into hiding was about an older man teaching a young man about love. Okay. Mm. They are life lessons. Let's see here. Uh, This one is called The Fresh and the Rotten. Uh, Okay. So who here knows what recently happened with Rotten Tomatoes? Oh. Uh, They made changes of some sort. That's correct, intern. What kind of changes did they make? Um, I don't know. They added 200 new critics to the pool of the tomato meter after getting a bunch of negative blowback from the uh, people that they had as their current pool. What is the new total of pooled critics? Hmm. That's a good question. Like 210. Like, okay, now we see the problem. (laughs) 
No, it's uh, more intense than that. There should be no more 100%. Well, one question that I had was, if you're going to bring in 200 new critics, does that mean that their reviews then get retroactively applied to all those other ratings that already existed? Or uh, uh, there's before and after this moment? where I don't know. Forward because they've already put tomatoes on DVDs. Right. That's true. She's got a point there. Plus, they already made all those lists, all those clickbait lists out there on the internet. It'd all be null and void. And how rigid of a rubric are they using when they have a 100% scale from which to... But is it? I don't even know how they do it. I thought it was like we do it on this show, good or bad. Is it just good or bad? The problem is that it's an algorithm that's just looking for words. Oh, it's looking for keywords. I found one where uh, the guy was totally trashing the movie, but he was using sarcasm and it gave him a fresh. Because the algorithm couldn't pick up on sarcasm or tone. That's that's pretty funny. Nice fun. That's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. is that you you read these reviews and they're sort of mixed, but they fall slightly more for or against. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I think that if you're a reviewer who submits on Rotten Tomatoes that you should have to give a, you know, one to 100% scale. I feel like we'd see a lot more movies that are, you know, in the 40s, 50s, 60s than we do. Which is where most movies exist. Right. They're fine. Yeah. The Rotten Tomato is such a a tribute to the world now. How people just quickly look at a headline and decide whether it's something they want to read or not or digest or not. Just a fast, ignorant way to dismiss or applaud a movie. They can't even do like a single blurb. They're like, can you put it into like emoji? And they're like, oh, here's a tomato and a splat. And you're like, thanks. That's like a Black Mirror episode or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the most disappointing thing about uh, this Rotten Tomatoes nonsense is that I bought Annihilation in 4K. And uh, on the Blu-ray cover, it has certified fresh. Printed. Printed yeah. on the cover. Yeah, that's some bullshit. That's, that's what happened to John Wick. I think John Wick was the first one that got printed. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I got John Wick. I was like, what is this? Trying to scrape the sticker off. (laughs) Let's see what else here. Oh, look at this, guys. You can pay to have yourself photoshopped into porn scenes. Now this we need to get on top of. Uh, Why wouldn't you just star in porn? Like, wait, wait, wait. Like, they photoshop your face onto the dudes or like... Yeah, Naughty Naughty America is launching a service that will allow its consumers to get the ultimate immersive entertainment experience by creating their own deep fakes. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I just like, I just want to Photoshop my dick on top of their dick. dick. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. talking about putting your, putting, you, there's an organization now that will put you into porn. Oh, God. But you would rather have a micro penis where these uh, King Kong dongs normally are. Yeah, I just want like my like regular penis photoshopped over their like massive dongs, so it just looks like they're reacting to a really normal penis. <laughs> I don't think you could deep fake a penis. There's too much motion down there. There's too much uh, interception. You know, secretion, penetration. Uh. <laughs> okay. Or, okay. Well, we're upsetting people. What does this have to do? Or put with like fucking or, movies. What does this have to do with movies? Porn, porn, or film. Let's let's be fair. Uh, I would do. Let, let's Nathan. Let's pull some money together, and let's take intern's face and like have them Photoshop it onto all the women's faces. <laughs> Did you just say put the intern's face on all the women's faces. Yes, uh, Daniel. Yeah. Just so you know, 
We look, we look related. <laughs> no. And then you could just put like, mm-hmm, 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 over time. Oh, like a, on a real sloppy loop. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Not even touching, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even like the, the clipping in that they do for the, for the, for the Photoshop, they can just, uh, like from behind, it just looks like a woman's head getting pounded in doggy style. But when she like turns over her shoulder, like blink, there's intern's face. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> just getting railed. Now I'm worried that that's what he actually does when he's having sex, and we need to move on. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what's this? <laughs> what do we got here? Oh, this. Uh, hey, this is interesting. Uh, Fox removes Predator from the Predator. <laughs> Was it that bad? Uh, no. This is about a gentleman named Stephen Wilder Striegel, who is a longtime friend of director Shane Black, and he's oh, a. Guy? He's a registered sex offender. Uh, yeah, they cut him out of the movie completely after it came out that he was a registered sex offender. Because in the scene, apparently he's a jogger and he hits on Olivia Munn a whole bunch in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, she kind That's of. Uh, I think she she got up in arms about it a little bit after finding out or after it got leaked. And yeah, they removed the guy's whole scene from the movie. Yikes! Like, what are we talking here? Are we talking like a pedophile? Talking- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He apparently. Like it was a, it was many years ago, but he apparently like was super gross with like a fourteen year old girl. Okay. Yeah, lure a fourteen year old female into a sexual relationship via the internet. Okay, yes, yeah, like a straight up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think he went to jail, didn't he, Nathan? Or at least, yes. I think criminal charges were brought. Yeah, went on like, to serve six six months in jail after pleading guilty to two felonies: risk of injury to a child and enticing a minor by computer. And I think the thing to take away here is that he's a longtime friend of director Shane Black. Right. So. All these guys are friends with convicted pedophiles. <laughs> so Shane Shane Black is in this. Uh, he's at the Eyes Wide Shut party. Wherever. If the intern were a registered sex offender, I would immediately stop being friends with him. Yeah, so would I. So we have to retroactively like cut him out of all the podcasts. When are we going to find out about your charges, intern? <laughs> oh, there's no charges. <laughs> I would need to get close to the females for that to happen. Yeah, and none of them survive, so. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a cute back, The backyard is full. It's probably the cute. Yeah, you can't walk animal. anywhere in the yard without stepping on a dead girl. It really okay. helps the peach trees go. Grow. Okay, well, should probably move so we- on. <laughs> okay. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. In honor of our fulcrum tonight, we have uh, some pizza-themed questions. (laughs) Get it. Uh, What pizza do dogs eat? Oh, God, is this some sort of fucking pun? Oh, no, I get it. Yeah, it's pepperoni. (laughs) That's excellent, Amanda. That's correct. Uh... How can you tell if you are in love? I don't know. If they stole a pizza, your heart? Damn it. Damn it. Uh, What did the pizza say when it asked the topping out on a date? You want to melt in my cheese? (laughs) I never sausage a beautiful face. Mm. Oh, my God. Huh? Dip your hand in my sauce. This is great stuff. Uh, what did the boss say 
to his pizza during their meeting. He was just meeting with the pizza? <laughs> what <laughs> psychotic world is this? Yeah. Sit on my lap. I'm Papa John. Oh, oh <laughs> no. The boss during their meeting said to his pizza, there's mushroom for improvement. Oh, that's a really disappointed pizza. All right, guys. It's time to put a spotlight on the future again. Uh, Jesus crust. Oh, that's great. That's great. You've got the spirit of the whole thing. And what do we do when we put the spotlight on the future? Somebody tell me. We, it's something about uh, us like telling Nathan that he's <laughs> predicted amazing things and that he's the best host in the world. Isn't that something about the spotlight? Isn't there a tube? That's a good guess. It was a good guess, but what it really is, is us looking at movies that are already in post-production, already fucking made, and putting a spotlight on them. Oh yeah, these are the ones that'll probably never get released. Roll camera. Angel Has Fallen. Mm. This is the trifecta. This is uh, Gerard Butler, Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, and now Angel Has Fallen. Oh fuck, he goes to heaven? It's a trilogy. No, his name is, his codename is Angel. Because oh. he protects the president. I'm just saying, I didn't know they were going three with this one. And of course, just wait. They'll go six eventually. Well, yeah, you knew they wanted a franchise when they named them the same. How is Gerard Butler still a movie star? Can someone please tell me? How is he still well, in he, movies? In the he theaters? was 300 and The Ugly Truth. That's enough. A you can have a career for the rest of your life after that. You see Geostorm? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Brilliant. Geostorm. I have it taped, though. Every year he's coming out with one of these weird fucking bullshit movies. Like, next month is Hunter Killer, some submarine thing. He looks terrible in it. Looks awful. Hunter Killer. You know what I think Gerard Butler has? I feel like he has, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme situation. Obviously not as, like, badass, but in the sense that, like, there are a lot of women who find Gerard Butler, like, inexplicably sexy. The same way that lots of women like Jean-Claude. And then you've got some dum-dums out there. Who like him too? Possibly some s- sexual tension that they can't understand either. He sort of has that same sort of look, though, just like a very rugged man's man. Not a good actor, but like I, he's tolerable. I think he might also be kind of a dum dum. That too. Mm. You watch him act in Geostorm, you can see where the director was telling him to do something, and you're like, oh, that's how you interpreted it. He's a mimbo, and yeah. I like it. He's a, the backup QB in high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but of course, yeah, there's 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 three. And if this one's successful, if it hits that bridge of like people are paying attention to it because they're stupefied by how dumb it is and how far it's gone, there's a good chance it yeah. could become another trilogy. The dumb, watch- the dumb hot one with a big dick is what you're saying, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Gotta love them. <laughs> well, also an angel has fallen. You will see Morgan Freeman, Jada Pinkett Smith, Tim Blake Nelson as, as a vice president. What's Morgan Freeman doing with his life? He's still alive. I know, but I feel like he could just not make anything except something phenomenal. And yet he's in Angel Fallen. <laughs> he's old. He's like 107. So he's just like coasting it out with, with whatever comes his way. Whatever's easy. He's, he's got to pay for the 107 grandkids that he's got. Yeah. And try not to date any of the step grandkids. What? Uh, <laughs> okay. He's gross. What's, what's a 50 year age difference? Okay. <clears throat> Nothing compared to a 70 year age difference. Mm. Hey, high five. Oh, sorry. I think I stepped on a dead girl. <laughs> Gemini Man. Gemini Man starring Will Smith, Clive Owen, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It is, get ready, already made, directed by Ang Lee, 
an over-the-hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself. <laughs> kind of looperish. Yeah, isn't that just looper? Mm, but it's a clone, though. And not it's, your actual self. And it's directed by Ang Lee. So, intern, please, you know, masturbate. Regale us. Uh, I really like Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. Winstead. 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 If you'd like her, really learn like, her uh, name. I don't really like Will Smith or Clive Owen. Well, I don't yeah. like Clive Owen. I'm okay with Will. He's a Scientologist. He gets serious about things. Mm. I don't like Will Smith either. Clive <laughs> Owen. Nah, take him or leave him. Hmm. What's it called? Hunter Killer? Gemini <laughs> <laughs> Brother? It's got uh, Benedict Wong in it. Yeah, it sure That's does. more exciting. Sure does. You're right about what, that. What is it about, Gemini Man? What is, I feel like I've seen this preview. Have we seen a it? A clone faces off against his own clone. But what is that? That's so there's there's a sci-fi. Is it? Yeah. Way in the future? Is it like just modern day, like today? It's action drama sci-fi. That's all I got yeah. for you, man. An over-the-hill yeah. hitman. That's all the synopsis they put. Action drama sci-fi. Ang Lee, Will Smith, Jerry Bruckheimer, David Ellison. October 4th. There's no poster, no nothing. This is supposed to come out. Okay. Read the year. Read the year. Oh, next year. Okay. okay. There we go. Okay, fine. That does that. That makes more sense. So I don't know if you guys remember from last episode, but we've kind of started doing a new thing where we kind of move from the opening into the trailer viewing room. And that requires us to get into a machine that transports us into the trailer viewing room. Mm-hmm. I remember. Are Is everyone ready <clears throat> for that? Uh, inject us. Yeah. Time issues. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay, here we go. Since this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, I have decided to kill myself. It's a journey of inside jokes. Trailer one tonight is First Man. First Man. Here we go. on the moon that'd be something we've chosen a job so difficult requiring so many technological developments we're gonna have to start from scratch only after we master these tasks do we consider trying to land on the moon If this flight is successful, you'll go down in history. What kind of thoughts do you have about that? We're planning on the flight being successful. 
ton. That is a big mother. It'll go up like a half kiloton A-bomb if it blows. The vehicle's not safe. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. This isn't just another trip, Neil. You're not just going to work. Do you think you're coming back? There are risks, but we have every intention of coming back. Somebody got a Swiss Army knife? A Swiss Army knife? Are you kidding me? Here we go. Six, five, four, three, two. Do you question whether the program's worth the cost in money and in lives? down here and you look up and you don't think about it too much but space exploration changes your perception and it allows us to see things that we should have seen a long time ago we have serious problems we've got this under control you're a bunch of boys you don't have anything under control Nathan, worried or excited? Okay, let's air our dirty laundry. We liked Whiplash. We didn't like La La Land. This doesn't have any music in it, so I'm excited. (laughs) Damien Chazelle is a great director, I think. I think he just got a little bit off track with the whole La La Land thing. We can all put that behind us, and we can focus on this movie. First movie, he didn't write the script for... Looks like a pretty epic, like on the level of Apollo 13, showing us what that whole mission was all about. Kind of forget how crazy it is to land on the moon, and I hope they capture that. There's a few narratives going on here. Is it fact or fiction? There are some conspiracy folk that don't believe it happened. I believe it happened. Uh, Flag planting controversy. A lot of people are upset. They don't think that the flag planting of the U.S. flag is in the movie. And it's making a lot of patriotic people get mad at this movie. But that being said, I'm not an American. I could care less if the flag planting things in there or not. And I do believe it happened and I'm excited. Intern? I think the thing we really need to get off our chest here is this uh, Canada washing. Mm, Um, (laughs) How can you have uh, arguably the greatest American hero of all time, the first man to land on the moon and walk around, played by... A Canadian. Mm, thank you. Just, this is outrageous. This is more outrageous than the flag. No, I knew the flag thing was a distraction. And thank you for cutting to the heart of the matter. Um, <laughs> I would like to say that Whiplash was, was fantastic. Amazing. And I enjoyed La La Land. And I'm really excited for this also. I love space, mm. which means they could be singing in space. And I'd probably have a good time watching it. I'm excited I'm excited for Canada. This mm. Canada washing taking over. Does Canadians? Does Ryan Gosling win an Oscar here? Uh, no, no, he doesn't. But maybe uh, Damien Chazelle will win for Best Picture for real. Oh, maybe. But I doubt it. Oh yeah, and Claire Foy is uh, British, so way to go, America. No Americans. Yeah, first man, no America. We don't get to be on our own movies anymore. No. You're just, not, you're just not good enough actors. Amanda. Save us from this Canada washing. Um, 
Well, so here's the thing. Like I, so I really like movies about space that are of a fictional nature. I really enjoy sci-fi space. I don't really like regular space space. The only dramatic space movies that I like are October Sky and Armageddon. So <laughs> this movie can go right in the garbage can. It looks boring. <laughs> and I don't care. It has and the... It's beautiful, but I just... I, I don't know. That's a... I mean, is his shirt going to be off? Doesn't look like it. Why would I see this? Is Patrick Fugit in it from American... Uh, from, from Almost Famous? <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, is his shirt off? <laughs> was a 16 year old child in that movie are you just saying you see him as a a sex symbol no i'm just saying i just i'm not i'm not jazzed i'm not i'm sure it's gonna be fine i'm sure it's gonna be a perfectly well executed movie blah 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 that i don't want to see oh blah blah (laughs) blah she says you know what it is two hours and 21 minutes long oh that's a big problem right there (laughs) did it does it it kind of feels like apollo 13 because a movie i've never seen well no but that's a movie that like i've seen it was a great movie. I like that movie a lot. And every time I see it, I'm like, no, I, don't, I don't need to watch that right now. Hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. Mm, I feel like I really should be like rah, rah, rah about it because it is space and I love space and I love extreme human achievement. Uh-huh. And I love America, but there is something weirdly boring about it. The trailer's boring. How can the movie be fun? Right, but it is like a big moment, but then it's like a movie that's like trying to capture that moment, and I'm like, oh, you're cheapening it. Is it better just to be in our minds? Gosling, this Canadian. Oh, this beautiful, <laughs> blonde Canadian. Playing Neil. I think it's... Oh, the only character I'm actually really excited about is the is the, like, I don't know, the boss guy, the guy that's from Friday Night Lights. I love him. Yeah. And like the flag thing, I kind of like see both sides. I'm like, eh, it was a human achievement, sure, but it was an American achievement. Yeah. And then, but at the same time, it's like, well, if we're trying to make this in a movie about like, oh, it's, you know, look at this fucking amazing breach of space that we did and look how many people were involved. And you don't want it to focus solely on that moment and have it all be all about that. So I, I get both sides. So I'm not really into the whole controversy as much. I don't know. I guess I have to lean a little bit excited because I don't you. hate it. Sure. I'm, I'm the opposite. I see Apollo 13 on TV and I click yes. <laughs> I watch whatever scene. I love some of those scenes in Apollo 13. This is uh, this is where they actually get to land on the moon. It kind of gives me a little chill at the end when he's stepping out onto it because that's fucking. It's actually it a big. It's a big deal. I mean, Amanda was talking yeah, about. Amanda just said she likes fictional uh, space movies more than real space movies, and I think I'm actually having a weird moment because when I see that scene where he's stepping down the ladder it's like that's not fiction feels weird right. to say that i don't know just something about the visual of actually walking on the moon is especially if it's portraying something that actually happened that's like the first time a movie has ever shown a man walking on a celestial body that's not earth that was real that was historical it's fucked up and uh and nathan then just to you know interject here as the resident conspiracy um connoisseur uh, the the modern or contemporary take on the whole moon landing conspiracy is that it's actually both fake and true. Oh. And in that the first few, including the first one, were faked to go ahead and like get that in motion, beat Russia, you know, give the public something to cheer and bind them. And then later, when the technology caught up in the 70s, we actually did go to the moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just didn't, didn't, didn't tell anybody. Or we were just doing it. 
Right. We just made it seem like we were doing it the whole time. That's like the more as conspiracy theories like evolve over time, they sort of like fold into themselves in an attempt to hmm. make more sense or seem more rational. And this is uh, one of those folds. You're welcome. Well, I will say yeah, thank you. Um, I will say the YouTube comments for this movie are quite amusing because there's a lot of the flag planting stuff, but there's also like little snide conspiracy comments like, so who's playing Stanley Kubrick? yeah okay ladies and gentlemen uh trailer number two um is uh it's got jake in it (laughs) (laughs) uh, at the film festivals (laughs) probably gonna get worried from a few people here but i don't care welcome back again jake for wildlife Wildlife. Here we go. You know what they call trees in a forest fire? Fuel. You know what they call the trees left up when the fire goes by? They call them the standing dead. Mom's dead. Is that okay? Of course he is. His pride got hurt. That happens sometimes. You don't have to worry about anything, Joe. There comes a time when a man needs something more to hang his hat on. Got this homicide in my head. I need to do something about it. You understand? your father has a woman out here. He wouldn't do that. No? Why do you think men do things? They either go crazy or it's a woman. I don't think that's true. People are drawn to things they shouldn't be. I used to dress like this all the time when I was younger. It's probably nice to know your parents were once not your parents. Did your mother do something that you wouldn't like to have to tell me about? I feel like I need to wake up. What's going to happen to us? Amanda, worried or excited? Um, I think Carrie Mulligan is going to crush it. I really do. I think she's going to deliver and she is going to be magnetic. Um, that being said, I've already seen a better version of this movie, so I I have no interest. What's the better version? I feel like it has, at least in the trailer, it has a very like revolutionary road feel, which I love. But I've already seen like that sort of, you know, I don't know, internal strife and i I don't know i I just 
I think it's going to be slow. And I would like to interject for a moment because I am <laughs> I'm tired of the slow comment automatically meaning bad. I don't like that that's being connected to the word slow. But it, that is for me. Like I get to, I mean, that is a, a huge factor in whether or not I enjoy a movie is the pace. If it has a slow pace, I am not going to enjoy it. That's personal. I'm not saying that nobody else can like it. I'm just saying that for me, if it's slow, I'm not into it. Hmm. Well, it would be long without being slow. Well, I don't, I don't know about that because if it depends on what you mean by slow, I just think you might be using uh, that you might be able to use better words because the judges are asking that you be more specific. <laughs> Well, because Almost Famous is not like a, a fast movie. It's not, it's it's slow. It's Amanda, if you could uh, slow things down and explain in greater detail what you mean by slow. I, I think it might be that it's just too depressing or sad. Or... I like depressing. Depressing is fine. Okay. It's, it's, it's a slow character build. Okay. It's a... It's a artistic it's not that you keep you keep trying to pigeonhole me into like <laughs> fine oh, amanda, amanda doesn't like indie films that's not true at all okay. i don't like movies that take too long to develop okay too long to give me a a, a, a a i need to know what direction you're headed i need to know i need to get a climax at some point okay if so this climax then it is definitely too slow and a waste of my time okay I understand more now. So, like a slow burn can burn out. Yes. A slow burn out. Who wants uh, Who wants the mantle? Uh, I'll go ahead and go here too, because because uh, we're probably the two funny daddies. Although I will say the trailer is great. It actually has like very like moving sort of feel to it. I kind of like the theme of fire that runs throughout it. Um, it it looks pretty good. I just don't I don't want to see it. And I probably won't see it. So what is that supposed to mean? Does that mean excited or worried? Hmm. Worried, I guess. It's fine. Yeah. But to the director's, you know, credit, it looks well done. Well, it's Paul Dano. It's it's Paul Dano's first ever directing effort. Was he one of the Daniels from? Uh... <clears throat> yeah. 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 He's from Swiss Army Dan Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's the crazy guy in Swiss Army Man. Yeah. 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 So good on him. Yep. Good on him. Intern. Well, if the uh, trailer was just the last scene where they're sitting getting their photo taken i'd be much more interested he's trying to say just like that clip right he would watch in like a two hour and 20 minute gif where you could barely notice they were moving Mm -hmm. every time Mm because this is like the third time i've seen this Mm -hmm. trailer and at the end it's more interesting every time i see it because there's a lot going on with carrie mulligan Um, and we'll just say this right now. Uh, Jake is definitely the lesser actor in in this film. Mulligan is going to outshine him so hard. Okay. Well, it feels like he's always one step behind the real shine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Although, hey, hey, Jake, great hey, actors Jake. are givers. Um, so maybe he's just anger. giving. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Well, Jake is renowned for being a really good team player with acting. Okay. I'll okay. I'll give him that. Yeah. And in turn, um, are you going to say you're excited here? Come on. I, I'm i going to do the same thing I did with... Uh, Paul Dano's directing. Zoe Kazan wrote it with him. You know, Something I haven't else. seen this worried. trailer, but I'm bored by everything that right? is happening right now. <laughs> wow. I'm uh, on board with Chelsea's boredom worried. 
Okay. Well, you don't get to give your comments or feedback about this movie, Chelsea, because you're late. <laughs> okay. Um, th- that being said, uh, YouTube comments round two. Uh, Peanut Turner, this looks great, and I will watch absolutely anything with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Do you know what demographic that is? Maru from Maru. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Three hearts. From Rick Clifton. Can we talk about why Jake Gyllenhaal hasn't won an Oscar yet? Dot, 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 question mark. Can we talk about why Edward Norton hasn't won an Oscar yet? Rio from Rio Renanda Ismar. This looks depressing as hell. It's definitely for me. (laughs) I like that one. From S9, Carrie Mulligan's face is the personification of an unenthusiastic handjob. Oh, uh, that's 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 descriptive. That's a different one. I thought it was funny, so I put it in there. I don't actually feel that way. I like Carrie Mulligan. I just thought it looked. Uh, Where is your comment, Nathan? A guy from Guy Tan One. Jake is so underrated. He takes these low-budget movies and turns them into masterpieces. Was that yours? No. From Starry Grimes, it's a yes for me. I have watched all of Jake Gyllenhaal's movies, and I don't plan on stopping now. See, guys, there is a lot of love for Gyllenhaal. You've put anything with Jake Gyllenhaal in it on the internet, and there is a plethora of positive waves of positivity just exclaiming about how wonderful he is. You guys really need to understand that when you see Jake... You press like. You so, get excited. Nathan. Yeah. Can you let us know your thoughts on Stronger Life and Southpaw? Because hmm. I recall them not being the best. Well, I'm excited about uh, Wildlife. Was he in that? <laughs> Can you read us the comments from those two films? <laughs> <laughs> And then also, can you comment under the username uh, Jake Cockholster Holster sixty nine <laughs> with, with a lowercase and a capital X on both sides? God damn you! Fulcrum time, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, called Slice. Slice. Here we go. I'm going to tell you a story about a ghost, a werewolf, and a pretty shitty pizza place. It all started when the werewolf came back to town. A pizza delivery boy was murdered while making a routine delivery. Kingfisher Chronicle, can I ask you a few questions? Find the wolf. You'll find your killer. Denying ghost involvement in the killing of Sean Hammerschmidt. Looks like I'm going on a wolf hunt tonight. What the fuck does that have to do with pizza? Your pizza place is a gateway to hell. Wait, wait, so you're telling me that my pizza place is built on a gateway to hell? I've been saying that. What? Never. Calm down. This is something you should have ended a long time ago. Oh shit, god damn. What's wrong with you? Alright, Daniel, you worried or excited about Slice. Slice looks fun. 
looks like a lot of fun. And there's something about this kind of movie that I want to point out. This is you can you saw Paul Shear in there. You saw Hannibal Burris in there. Um, this is like a you can pretty sure this is a comedian written or comedian led uh, production. And there are a lot of these. If you go searching through Netflix or Amazon, you'll find a lot of these straight to streaming movies that these comedians make that are these comedy horrors, but they all fail to lock in lock in any sort of style or consistent humorous tone or they fail on the gore or they fail on the music because they're all about a certain kind of shtick. Like there's one about a guy that gives birth to a little demon baby. One where there's a, his penis turns into a monster that detaches late at night. It's all about the one joke. This one looks like they've actually stepped back for a second and been like, okay, we had a fun idea to begin with. And that's going to be the core of this. And you can kind of feel like there's maybe a bit more flesh on this film. It's got its own little style. I like most of the people that are in it. And, uh, the few snippets of gore that I did see look like they're putting some effort into it. So uh, I'll give it an excited. Chelsea. Because I've seen this trailer, I can comment on this one. Correct. Uh, well, I think it looks like a lot of fun. Like Daniel said, it uh, the synth music is really manipulating me, though. There's some pieces in it that pull me out, like the uh, the part where all the souls seem to be pulling out of people's mouths. <laughs> I am, but I'm into the slasher gore pizza pepperoni part of it. So I'm going to say excited because it's almost Halloween and then I'm starting to feel a little spooky and a little more easy on horror movies lately. Getting the spirit. I am. I'm feeling it. Amanda. Oh, same here. I am. I am jazzed about this movie. It looks super cute, funny. I like all of the people in it that I saw. I recognized basically everyone and I like all of them. And yeah, I, I want some some stupid, silly horror in my life. And this fits the bill. That's the kid from Stranger Things, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In another 80s. Right. <laughs> he suits the genre. So much, he does, actually. That's true. The time period, I guess I should say. Yeah, I'll just step in and I'll say, you know what? It looks like it's fun. It looks like it's fun. <laughs> Wait, do you think it looks fun or? I think it looks fun. Okay. Uh, it, it looks really cheesy. I'll have a slice of this excited which youtube comment was that they were both it looks really cheesy <laughs> i'll have a slice of this excited Look, one slice or two please take note that there's some positivity being thrown towards a24 tonight <laughs> i know we shouldn't mm. we shouldn't but anyone want to take a stab at what the intern thinks about this uh is he worried he's mm. probably on the fence okay intern, leaning worried regale us I'm kind of on the fence. I'm leaning worried. <laughs> and uh, this this looks like fun. Mm-hmm. Did I hit everything? Mm-hmm. Have, I, have I said everything I'm supposed do to you, say? Do you like all the people in it? Um, I like all the people on this show. Mm-hmm. In this movie, yes. Uh, it looks entertaining. It looks like it's going to be a much worse version of Turbo Kid. <laughs> what? Because they stole the the music. It's the 80s. Right. Turbo Kid yep. score is super fantastic, wonderful. So now anytime you uh, hear synth music, gonna be, it's going to be... It yeah, I just I can't help it. I'm like, Turbo Kid. Is it Los Matos, though? Um, the guy who scores all of Turbo Kid. I don't know. Did you even know that that was his name in turn? No, I didn't. Well, I don't think you care enough. <laughs> no, uh, clearly I don't. Mm. Wow. Okay, 
Uh, trailer number four tonight. Uh, French dancers gather in a remote, empty school building to rehearse on a wintry night. The all-night celebration morphs into a hallucinatory nightmare when they learn their sangria is laced with LSD. Mm. This is called Climax. Climax. Here we go. If you couldn't dance, what would you do? Suicide. Ça représente quoi la danse pour toi? C'est tout pour moi. La danse, c'est tout pour moi. J'ai que ça. Est-ce que t'es euh, es prêt à beaucoup de choses pour réussir? C'est-à-dire? Oh, you're so good. Thank you. I'm so happy. I couldn't be happier. <rires> Chelsea, worried or excited? I already told you I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just... French dancers, empty school building, sangria, I LSD. Don't, I don't know if this is... Dancing. What movie is this? Is this a musical? Music. Is this a horror movie? Are people going to die? Are they just going to go into this weird artsy indie montages the whole time? Or is that just for the benefit of the trailer? Drama, horror, musical, 130 or hour and 35 minutes. Yeah, no thank you. Intern. So does anyone else remember what Vice brought us? No, what? In the past. What have they done? Vice sacramented all over us. Oh, yeah, but they, yeah, but they're not like the major person behind this. Still. What does sacramented all over us mean? Uh, they came out with The Sacrament, which was the first worst movie that Trailer Park. I don't remember released. what that is. It's trailer. A, it's a horror movie. Oh. It was in episode three, and boy, was it horrible. Okay. Uh, 
saying that, I'm really excited. I want to climax together with this film. What? Really? I just, I, I love dance in film. This is known from 100 Lunatics. Uh, I especially love dance with horror. This says it's horror. That's true. It says it's musical. It says it's drama. 135 minutes, pretty short. Yeah, but did you, did you know it was horror before Nathan said it was horror? Uh, I did, but only because I was looking at the IMDb. And what page. exactly is horrifying about it? Is there a serial uh, killer? Is there some strung sort of- out, bunch of strung out looking gothy chicks <laughs> dancing around to like montage music? Of course, oh, it's yeah. horrifying. I cannot wait. Step up to the streets. Yeah. LS, LSD hallucinatory nightmare. Nightmare. Hallucinatory nightmare. So like the worst bad trip ever, right? I can't wait to learn some new dance moves. Cool. Excited. <laughs> okay texas let's do this uh honestly if this thing was like 22 minutes i'd probably be super down but i kind of <laughs> get i kind of get chelsea's kind of way chelsea's concern has now kind of taken me over where i'm like yeah what is going on here that if that's all that because I, I didn't pick up anything else i didn't pick up like a strong underplot or that maybe one of them was a killer like it doesn't seem grounded in anything other than there's just a lot of dancing and a lot of taking acid which i appreciate and looks fun the style that it's done in looks really good and captivating and hypnotic, but can I take a whole film of that? I I don't know if I can trust Gaspar. <laughs> Have you Worry. seen the, the other movies Gaspar has made? What's that? He made Irreversible with Monica Bellucci. Okay, that's... See, now I'm glad you told me that, actually, because while that is a good film, this guy's got a track record of trying to be a Transylvanian... Yeah. Um, what, what's the guy, the link later, mm-hmm. you know, days of confused. He can do a movie about nothing that, that is watchable and fun and makes sense. He irreversible is like a 90 minute fucking rape <laughs> followed by some revenge. And then the revenge fails. Yeah. And he also made enter the void. Did you ever see that? No, but that's another one. That's just a big acid trip too. This guy's got something about acid, which I appreciate. Maybe I should look more into this, but his number one criticism is that his movies are too long. So he made this one shorter. This is significantly shorter, an hour and 35 minutes. Enter the Void was two hours and 41 minutes. What? Yeah, and it's about dying in LSD. Yeah. That does not come across in the movie poster at all. Yeah, well. Amanda, what say you? Um, so I always sort of get sucked into these, like, druggy, sort of zany. What was that other one? I, I, I'm all the time watching them because I think that they're going to be good. Like I watched the fucking Neon Demon. Neon Demon, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Disaster. Yeah. I watched The Bad Batch, also pretty damn bad. <laughs> and so I'm like, I want to be into this, but my heart tells me that I'm probably not going to care about anybody in the movie. And so then I'm just watching this like sort of montage thing. And that could be okay or it could not be okay. And then you add in the fact that I'm also going to have to read subtitles. And so then that just really sort of sends me into a bad place of worried. But what if the subtitles are doing that crazy shit that they're doing in the trailer the whole time? Where the letter E becomes an ice cube and a drink. And then mm. <laughs> it's like John Wick is like big fun fonts. Yeah. That would yeah. be fun, though, if it actually did that. If it like if the words on the on the screen like came up and then started floating away or did a swirly whirl and came at the screen. Yeah, but just think about how much slow motion writhing this movie's going to have. Backdrop <laughs> to like hums. It looks like they set hair on fire and they get like violent, violently sexual and there's blood in the snow. Violence and curse. 
I want to see two people fuck so hard that their limbs all fall off. Oh my god. Although <laughs> they do that other movie that we saw, um, feet no, what was it called? Feet raw, raw, raw. Yeah. The French do know how to make you feel like you are at a party. Yeah, that's like, true. They it, so I don't know. I mean it's a it's a maybe, but I'm gonna go worried. Hmm. I'm gonna say because I've seen Into the Void and it was very interesting back in the day when I was like on LSD. When I was turning, you know, when I was when I was being pretentious and I was watching a bunch of bullshit movies that were artistic and you weird. Were, you were interning? Yeah, when I was turning. Um I think I'd be able to digest an hour and 35 minutes of this a hell of a lot easier than uh, some of the other stuff, but I I totally pick up as well what Chelsea and Daniel saying where it's like you could start watching this and you'll drift. So I think I'm excited to watch this movie while I'm playing on my phone. <laughs> Trailer number five uh, stars Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson, and some other people. It is uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Battle at El Royale. <laughs> so close. Battle Forevermore. Battle Forevermore. No. Bad times at the El Royale. Bad times at the El Royale. Here we go. First time at the El Royale? You have the option to stay in either California or Nevada. I always want to stay in the honeymoon suite, even though I'm not currently on my honeymoon. <laughs> what are you doing out here? I got a job singing in Reno tomorrow. Don't pay nothing, but uh, singing, singing. <laughs> this is not a place for a priest, Father. You shouldn't be here. It's a little too quiet in here. It gives me the willies. Sir, can't take my eyes off you. We have a problem. You'd be like heaven to you watch me. I only watch who they tell me to watch. Who's they? Management. Did you think you could just take what's mine? I wouldn't come a hunt. No, I figured you would, and I'd be ready when you did. You lost, father. Can I confess something to you? I'm not really a priest. It's a game. It all starts with a simple choice. Would you mind opening the door? No, I ain't gonna do that. Which side are you on? Right, wrong, God or no God, red or black? I've done horrible things. So everybody. Shit happens. Get the whiskey. Amanda, we're excited. I saw the preview for this movie for the first time probably a couple months ago, and I've been excited about it ever since. Uh, 
we should more often but don't on the show talk about the trailers themselves and i would just like to note that this trailer more than any other trailer i've ever seen like i want to know what's happening so badly <laughs> like this trailer just freaking hooks me and i've seen different ones and they all manage to do it like i want to know who each and every one of these people are what their connections are going to be and what is going on in this weird ass hotel i can't wait i'm gonna see it in the theater so excited that's exactly how i feel about the wildlife trailer (laughs) (laughs) i want to know what's happening Uh, I'm going to come in second on this one because I have some things to add. Uh, There's a very strange thing going on with the script of this movie. Uh, It says, The process of selling the spec script was under heavy secrecy, the script only going to top studio execs for the potential buyers and had to read off of a tablet and then return it when done. Twisty twist. So, yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's a mystery thriller, so there's they're trying to uh, prevent it from leaking, I guess. And Chris Hemsworth had to lose 25 to 30 pounds of muscle weight immediately after Avengers 4. Why? I don't know. Who cares? He does look like he's slimmed down a bit, though. Yeah, he looks just as hot as he always did. Even mm. hotter standing mm. in the rain, Fucking perhaps. Fucking rain with the open shirt. Like, I, you know. The best, Chris. My, oh. my focus is Jake, but I think uh, Chris Hemsworth in the rain. Sure. That I'll must let him This movie is even making me like Jeff Bridges. And me and Jeff have been on bad terms for a long time. That fucking guy lives on a film set, I swear to God. (laughs) Is it because he's got like a weird drawl in his voice? He doesn't go home. He just goes from movie to movie. That's all he does. (laughs) He just lives on film sets in his trailer. This (laughs) cast is bonkers. Yeah, it is. I do have an acoustic guitar, Jeff. Put it down. (laughs) There's something going on here, like an existential adjustment bureau thing going on. Like management, yeah. you know? They mm-hmm. refer to management. What was that movie with the office building where everyone was getting killed? Oh, Belco? Uh, Belco Experiment? Belco Experiment. Oh. It reminds me of that a little bit. Oh, well. Yeah, they like they turn on each other a little bit, except you could fucking leave this hotel, right? Unless it's existential. Well, there's obviously something else going on. Yeah. I feel like the storm is going to play into that whole thing. Like, yes. We're going to be trapped. Yes. yes. The storm's going what... I- storm's going to isolate them. Yes. And I like the voyeur aspect of it, yes. where you're peeking into people's hotel rooms and fi- finding out who they are, almost like eavesdropping on like we, a therapy session or something. We are playing out what Amanda said. She said she wants to know what's going on. We're trying to figure out what's going on right now. I'm excited, too. <laughs> yeah, I am also excited. I saw this a couple months ago as well at Alamo during whatever movie we were watching, and it looks uh, so good in a really satisfying, haven't seen it for a while sort of way. Like this is like a Hitchcockian thriller. It's set in the rain. It's got a really like established setting that's got a personality and a soul to it. Every per- This is the kind of movie where it is definitely all about character development because it plays directly into like the mystery that's underlying the whole film. And this is how you do character development with a high pace because the second you get bored of one, it's on to the next. And it got the late 60s, early 70s vibe to it. The music's going to be great. The clothes are going to be great. Uh, tension and psychological thrillers and horrors always work best in anywhere between 1969 and 1987. So this is um, all about all of this. The mystery, the weird walking through the walls and voyeuristic shit. All of it looks totally fun. I'm down. I'm excited. Russell Crowe was initially cast, but John Hamm replaced him. Good. 
Thank God. Who's John Hamm? John Hamm is Oh, this, he's the guy, guy. from uh, Mad Men. Baby Driver. Oh, yeah, Baby Driver too. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. perfectly cast. Yeah. We don't we don't mention Kevin. Spacey, the I'm, space. Girl. I didn't say... Mm. Together we said it, I guess. Mm. That's why he's really good friends with that young driver. If you say it too many times, then he appears yeah, in your Yeah, why bedroom. is he friends with that young Kevin driver? <laughs> John Hamm's like, why are you hanging out with this 16-year-old kid? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is up? Yeah, I don't care if he has an ear thing. I don't care about the ear thing. I want to know why you guys are together. I don't get that. This kid's just an autistic kid that knows how to drive. What's Kevin Space trying to do? <laughs> the kid. <laughs> he's taking advantage of the autistic kid. Like, through his eyes, he's, like, driving to the beat of the music and everything from the outside is just terrible driving, shit music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chelsea excited, Amanda excited, Daniel excited, Nathan excited. I think we're all done here. Yeah, that just about covers it. Mm-hmm. Nathan, is intern worried? Uh, why would I be worried? This yeah. looks like the reason why films were made. Yeah. This is the reason why we're doing this Trailer Park podcast. Right? Episode. This, no. First, yeah. We had to piece together the rest of the episode, but finally first, we arrived. First Man was an automatic headliner. Wildlife was automatic because it's Jake. Slice looks... Like a lot of fun trying to bring A twenty four back into the into the world. Climax looks very interesting and unique. This is a All great three. lineup. <laughs> it's mm. a great lineup. Could it be the best lineup? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. This was a great five hole, Nathan. Mm. Mm. So you're excited then? Uh sure. Table 105. Gentlemen, cool billion, lady. Thank you. Lady. I'm the third person that you think you acknowledge. <laughs> lady, gentlemen, cool billion. Thank you. Cool billion, lady, gentlemen. 105 round table where we get down to brass tacks, you know, about the movies that we've seen. Last time I didn't have any movies to contribute. This time I have watched a, a shit ton. <laughs> so we're going to be. Hop, skipping, and jumping over things and being very brief about things and dismissing them. He watched every single movie on the burn list. Correct, because I am a gentleman. <laughs> oh, wow, you cleared it out, huh? No, I'm kidding. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the panic sets in. I mean, we were on our honor to watch burdenless movies. I feel that that has been forgotten. I did watch a burdenless movie. Oh. I watched The Babysitter. Oh, nice. Although I had a very strange experience with The Babysitter. Okay. I really wanted it to keep going. He didn't know it was a horror movie. Well, I kind of knew it was. But I just kind of got lulled into the quick snippy editing and the kid's innocence and those bullies beating up on him and how cool she was and how awesome she was. And then she became a fucking psychopathic devil-worshipping murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's like, that's what happens. I wanted, I wanted to keep going down the... You know, it's like a coming of age movie where maybe I, he like he like has a steals yeah. a crush from her. Oh, I wanted like, it. 
I wanted like adventures in babysitting, but yeah. R rated, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, but instead, you know, she stabs that guy in the head and they could do the whole, what the fuck? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then the movie just goes off the fucking rails. And I just, you know, it was it was good. It was charming, uh, edited, really, really fun, solid, solid movie all around. I just, they all did great jobs. It's the same kid from Demolition uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, the kid, uh, the kid that wanted to put a penis in his mouth in Jake. demolition. Yeah. Penis. Mouth. Hey, isn't that kid also the kid from the summer of '84? Oh yes, and we also watched summer of '84. Oh, okay, cool. Not cool. Not cool. We didn't oh. watch all of summer of '84. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Uh, I will let uh, you watch it if you want to. Uh, we didn't make it through the entirety of the movie. It was very disappointing. Hmm. That's a shame. It didn't have any of that charm or sincerity that mm. Turbo Kid had. Mm. And even the feel, like the kid, the the kids in it didn't seem to have any, um, what's the word? God fucking damn it. Uh, the script like sucks. relationship. <laughs> Everything they said to each other felt scripted and yeah. they didn't have any chemistry at all. There's something wrong with it. There's, it's just something's off. And then this like 12-year-old kid starts to have an actual relationship with his 16-year-old babysitter. And it's kind of off-putting and weird. Like the, the crush is cute, but yeah. then it actually starts to morph into some sort of actual... It's weird. Mm. That, did, did that play into it for, for you, Nathan? Or did, did, it, did it correct your course for the babysitter? You're like, oh, I want this movie to continue in this way. And then this movie continues in that way. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> summer of 84 was first they're before. really similar though and how they yeah. start out i mean the synth music is there lamatos is there but he's not like busting it out it's like they just have a relationship with lamatos so he's doing a score behind them the right generic it's just it's like you know just like it felt like they wrote the script too quickly it probably didn't go through enough edits and they just wanted to make uh, a movie about kids in a neighborhood and it just it feels rushed it feels wrong it's just something feels off about it and the cute kid from the babysitter who's the protagonist in the babysitter is like a preliminary character in the summer of 84 and all he does is swear and talk about porn the whole time yeah and it's just, like it's, oh. in in such a way that it's not, it feels I, awkward like they just uh, just something Every, everything feels wrong about it. Right. The script, the casting, everything feels wrong. And Lamatos is in the background, like you're not trying to pull it together. <laughs> you're not. You're not unleashing Lamatos on this movie. You're just. Get, he's just there, like humming. You know. Yeah. Turbo Kid had like a fun element to oh. it. This one doesn't think it has it there. Turbo Kid went went like all over the place, and the music was so crazy and awesome. Because it did it in the in the trailers for it. You kind of got like, I feel like you aimed for this target and nailed it with Turbo Kid. Mm -hmm. Why are you trying to nail it again? Didn't we look up that the, they just produced the movie or they just picked it up probably late? We were trying to figure out why Turbo Kid was so good and why Summer of 84 was so... Why Turbo Kid was written so well. I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on there. It might be that Turbo Kid is... I think... The, Our, ans the answer that nobody wants to hear is that RKSS may be a one-off. No, 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 no. I don't think RKSS wrote this movie, but they wrote Turbo Kid, right? I think they wrote both. Really? That's why I'm concerned. Double check that, because... Okay. Turbo Kid could be a fluke. And while he's looking that up, 
What did you watch, Daniel? <laughs> I watched, I have one film to talk about, so I guess I'll spend a little bit of time on it. Uh, I watched Mandy. <sighs> Nicolas oh, yeah. Cage. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage, like, fucking weirdo, uh, surreal movie. Uh, there's, dude, who, who directed Mandy? That's the one that we know, uh, or is that, a, is that a new guy? That's like Patos Cosmatos. Oh, right. Yeah, some like Greek, uh, uh, like mystic or something. Yeah. Yeah, the, there's, the, the movie is kind of long. I think it's like an hour and 50 or something like that. But this almost backtracks on what I was saying in the first half of the show about like, oh, I don't want to be lost in this like wishy-washy LSD cinematography. But that's what Mandy is, except it's so juicy and good. Like... <laughs> Every fucking second of that film has been hyper overproduced and paid attention to. So like everything is in a constant transition. Like no, there's no lines. Like everything transitions into everything else. And it's just like in the middle of everything, you know, we'll have like a normal scene of people talking in a car and then we'll just slowly cut away for like two and a half minutes and fade red in on like the moon setting and then slowly fade Nicolas Cage's maniacal laughing face in the background for no reason, but it's all done so well that you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll go with it. So it's it's a little bit too long, and it doesn't get as gory as I want, but there's definitely enough Nick Cage being let off the leash in there. There's a great scene of him just in whitey tidies, like just for a solid three minutes, just laughing. Um and it's so it's so hard to wrap my hands around a description on this film but yeah every scene of the, of it is has been thought about and blown out to capture this feel of this like witchcrafty 70s horror film grime it's the feeling he fucking nailed it i can't really speak a lot other than that i liked it amanda liked it but it's hard to even recollect what it was about just because the movie is such a visual sort of ride but yeah uh, it's worth it if you want to watch it definitely worth it what category of horror is it like psychedelic (laughs) (laughs) so like climax kind of like climax yeah except it like it it works like i kept thinking oh am i gonna get tired of this and then you didn't because it's so like you know i don't know so dense every it's like super flavor it's like having a you know a couple of rich donuts and you're like i'm good for like a week i thought i was gonna have that feeling halfway through but no i didn't i was cool with it all the way well i personally never get sick of nicholas cage laughing in tidy whities that's pretty much (laughs) my favorite genre (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really brutal they set up a good little revenge like tirade for him to go on uh, just a lot of just psychedelic Nick Cage, crazy laughing and <laughs> stabbing and <laughs> lots of red tones. I'm going to bring up a movie that Intern and I watched together. Okay. Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Starring Danny McBride. Uh, this is pretty good. I can't think of it for some reason. It's set in a uh, housing crisis. It's like a dark comedy horror thriller. A uh, single mom who's struggling realtor uh, in a like basically like an empty neighborhood where everybody's left and she's trying to sell houses and she's underwater and uh, Danny McBride like comes storming into her realtor office mad at the boss (laughs) and he ends up accidentally murdering the boss and he just like continues to go off the rails like he just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating going off the rails and the whole movie just kind of like from there just snowballs and it's uh it's 85 minutes I think it's worth your time if we 
we're still doing the burden list, I would burden it to you because I think you would enjoy it, Daniel. Hmm, cool. Arizona. Intern, do you concur? Uh, yeah, I agree. It was uh, it was pretty good. I normally don't really like uh, Danny McBride, but uh, I feel like he fit uh, right into this role and it's, it's a good performance. Is it kind of like falling down? No. It's got like no. a dark comic comedy, like lighter, a lighter dark comedy, I, I guess. Yeah. Falling down's <laughs> a bit dark comedy, in my opinion. Yeah. Takes itself pretty seriously, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Danny McBride. I know. There. I said it. I'm sorry. I know, but I think you would like Arizona. I think people who don't like Danny McBride, it's fine. You don't have to like him. He's not a likable character in well, the movie. I would, I would much rather talk about American Animals. Okay, we'll do it. Has anyone else seen it? No. No. Because it's fucking amazing. It is just as good or better than the trailer indicated it would be. American Animals? That's the one it? where those kids rob the library for the most valuable book in the world. There's a did shopping we, cart. Did we cover it? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Yeah. And it's got like this really cool soundtrack to it. And they dress up as old men in the trailer. Okay. Maybe coming back. It's just really interesting because they actually have the actual kids, the actual humans that did this, committed this crime in the movie, but in a way that it's not quite a biopic. They just have them interwoven almost into the film and where their stories diverge, like where they decide that the idea started, one person remembers it happening when they were driving to a party and one person remembers it happening at school and then they do the scene in both scenarios yeah it's, it's just like, really interesting yeah it's like one one of the real people is re recanting how things went and they look you know they do the flashback to driving in the car and then the other guy recants it differently and they continue the scene they don't redo it they just change where they are like they'll be <laughs> standing on a balcony and they'll be yeah. like turn in over here and all of a sudden they're in a car <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, they keep fucking with, like, right. the, Reality. The, re- the retelling of it. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of some interesting things and just uh, really casted well, oh, written perfectly. really well. I mean, it's, it's based, on a, based on a true story, so it could end up uh, dragging for some people, I guess. No, it, it's it not, was it's quick not... and it's short, too. Yeah. And I hate biopics, so you know Actually, that. Actually, that's true. She does hate biopics. And I loved this movie. I was anxious the whole time. It's got the kid from that horror movie, Killing of a Sacred Deer, in it. Yeah. And yeah. it's got um, that X-Men dude. She, yeah. What is his fucking name? Quicksilver? Quicksilver. Yeah, the Quicksilver guy's like the main guy. He's the main guy, and then Killing of a Sacred Deer dude is the other guy. And Actually, yeah. It it's is perfect. It is a fucking solid movie. Yep, go watch it. In fact, I'm burdening both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy to remember. It's just all A's. Arizona. All garden. A's. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A A. That's an alliteration for that's you. True. Intern, you got anything? You watched six movies. What else? What else do you have? You watched six uh, movies. I watched uh, the Happy Time Murders. What? Oh, really? And How was it? I was expecting a little bit more. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great compared to that South Park one, Team I America. Seen that. Oh, okay. You haven't seen Team America? No. It's no Meet the Feebles. What's I'll give that? you that. What is that? Meet the Feebles is Peter Jackson's Muppet on crack movie. What is wrong with you? You haven't seen Team America. Oh. I don't know. No, um, I watched Stronger. It was okay. It was Marilyn shitty. Bond was uh, 
I was disappointed. Marrowbone. What's wow. that? That was on the oh, All yeah. Horror last year. Oh. Yeah. I think. Was it's got the, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy in it. Was the like twist or reveal the uh, underwhelming? Yeah. yeah. That's what I <laughs> fucking thought. That's uh, exactly what happened. Uh, I watched Black Klansman. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it uh, quite a bit. I like both those people in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory. Jurassic Park. Yes. Which that's is, a great uh, scene. It was pretty good. Chaos. Uh, and uh, Pather Panchala. Panchali. Is that a, uh, is that a Criterion <laughs> thing? Criterion. Yeah. Criterion. Yeah. Don't even bother. That's the best them. one out of all the movies I've watched. All the Criterion okay. ones? No, out What's of the all best? the... Late, late 1930s Italian cinema? It's oh. a 1955 Indian... <laughs> wow. Yep. It's a pretty pretty sad story. Mm. And then there's two more I get what to else? watch. Oh, there's a, a sequel trilogy. and a, a trilogy. Yeah. Mm. Just shy of uh, 16 hours. The whole trilogy. Sounds good. Yeah, it's the Apu trilogy. Yeah, stop talking. Makes me a monkey. And boy, am I looking forward to the the other two. Can't wait to hear about them. Yeah. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Let's not um, shit on tag. Don't shit on tag. It's boring. We watched shit on tag. thirty minutes of tag and we were out. And we still oh, didn't 30 see minutes. Jeremy Renner. No, we didn't even make it to Jeremy. We were Renner. trying. That was our goal was to get make it to Jeremy Renner, and we couldn't make it. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. Just poorly strung together. That's, that's not what's important. What's important is that I went to Best Buy and I bought five Blu-rays mm-hmm. on a whim. Uh which ones? I just, I got tired of like going into these stores, looking at Blu-rays and never buying any. And I just gave into my impulse. Which, by the way, the store we go to totally removed all of its Blu-ray Pretty or much. all of its video. A lot of them. I went, I, went, yeah. I went bin diving. It's a bin, yeah. That's yeah. all that's left. I got, I got Sneakers with Dan Aykroyd and uh, Robert Redford. Great fucking movie. Yeah. Classic. The, the Burbs. Uh, also classic. Yeah. Mm. The Game. Oh, you Game and I Fincher. love it. Yeah. The Martian and uh, you got the Martian. Yeah, I love he it. Loves that love movie. the Martian. Yeah, I know I gave you a hard time about it, but I love it. See, wow. Andrew, you too <laughs> can turn another leaf wow. about Mad Max. It's oh, it's um, not too late. We won't hold it against you. Yep. It? Maybe, it's not a uh, thing. Next time I come up, we'll watch it. Oh, okay. What was the fifth one I got? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> like Gator with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Tribute. Tribute to BR. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll throw this in here just here at the end because we've been watching like just a shit ton of TV lately. Like yes. uh, Amanda binges TV like nobody's business, so I kind of get in in on that on pieces. Like we watched all of this show Superstore, um, all of the Mindy Project. Uh, yeah, we've just been like blasting through stuff. But on my own, I so I got in. I I just gave it a chance. I wasn't expecting much because it's Stephen King related. But I watched Castle Rock on Hulu. I think. It's kind of like a Stephen King world. Yeah, show. it takes place in Maine. It's its own independent story. I don't know if Stephen King had anything to do with writing it. I think he might just be like overseeing it for when they choose to like weave in. Well, his, his, like his his, his storylines from his other books. Historically, if he participates, it's 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 a bad thing. Right. That's why I didn't give it much credit and wasn't expecting much going into it. But it's very well written and it's very well shot, I think, is more importantly. It's, it's, it's filmed very, very well. And Sissy Spacek is in it. And she just like, for me, I have a real like big spot in my heart for Sissy Spacek. She adds this realness to horror films that I, other actors can't pull off. And she's in there and she's great. And it's got it's its own 
I think, cool, dark little story. And I totally thought I had a handle on what the fuck was happening. And like episode nine, I had to rethink everything. So I was like, whoa, that does not happen very often in a show to be like misled or just kept in the dark about a massive element that you didn't catch on to for a long time. So it's kind of interesting. All kind of boils down to this uh, this boy, a prison warden is holding this boy in a cage in like a abandoned wing of the prison. He's captured him and held him there for like 10 or 15 years because God told him to because everything that surrounds this kid like dies and withers and is and like or goes into a frenzy and kills itself. So he's abiding by God's rule to hold this like, you know, 21 or 18 year old boy in this cage. And then one day he kills himself and leaves away for the other prison guards to find that he's been keeping this boy down there. And then this lawyer comes in from out of town that has a deep tie to the history of this town. And it's just like the plot expands and expands. It gets like weirder and crazier and then really throws you for a loop <laughs> towards the end of the season. So hmm. I'm not going to like recommend it because it's a lot of time to invest. And, you know, maybe people aren't into that dark atmosphere as much as I am. But I was kind of shocked at how much I liked it. Hmm. <clears throat> well, are it's kind of um so so it is chronological like the episodes connect to each other yes i believe it'll if it, if it continues i think it'll kind of be like each season is, is its own story that's kind of what it feels like because they've oh. already through this season there's like there's a ancillary character in the season who's her name is jackie and it's you know mm. They, they 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 weave other things in better than this example I'm about to give you. But her she's Jackie and she sort of gets high with another character in the show and tells them about how her uncle went crazy and killed a bunch of people at a hotel. She's named after her uncle. You know what I mean? So that that's how like the Stephen King universe plays in is that there's loose ties to his other books that all exist throughout all these characters and towns. Huh. Okay, so you're saying it it's going to be like that. Uh, fuck, what is that show? Like the hotel, like the horror hotel show where they do an anthology and then every season is a different story but same same actors playing different characters sometimes i i think it'll be like that it's the same universe of stephen king but it'll be a different story every season i think that's what's going to happen i don't think they're going to use the same actors more like it'd be better if they didn't that other show hangs on to like jessica lang too much and horror story yeah american horror story yeah Yeah, they like I don't know. Maybe it's just this season and it fails, or uh, maybe yeah. they continue with the same people and the same storyline. I don't know. But what was it, that? It looks like it's self-contained. What was that show that we were started watching about the lady that murders that kid on the beach? The Sinner. The Sinner. Because that's just each season is a different case altogether, right? Right. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be uh, something they're exploring a lot more. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Netflix show called Slasher, where each season is just like, you know, an eight episode Friday the 13th, basically. What? <laughs> That's cool. Sorry? Yeah. Uh, is that American Netflix? Uh, I don't think so. There's That's... two seasons. I keep waiting for a third to pop up because I was like, they're, they're kind of like candy. You know, they're not spectacular, but they're fun and they're violent. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. My, you know, my favorite horror genre is a, the slasher genre, and yeah. they don't make enough new ones. Yeah, one is like oh, a bunch of girls come back to a summer camp that they used to go to and there's a bunch of bad memories because they may or may not have gotten one of the girls killed when they were kids. <laughs> I know and then, you and did then last they start getting They start getting picked off one by one. They all think it's each other, you know? <laughs> oh, beautiful. I cannot wait to start watching that right now. Hmm. Slasher 2016. There it is. Three seasons. There's three. Three. There's only two last time I checked. I think there's a new one. 
Sweet. There's there's no air dates on oh. the third season, so it's. Yeah. Is it British? It's wow. only got five episodes in the third season. Oh well, there I think they like there's eight per in the first two. Well, maybe they just haven't populated the other three. Don't stress out, everybody. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Did you look up that Turbo Kid stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't write Summer of '84. Knew so it. That's better. There's hope. Whew. Good. Okay. I think that just about does it. Uh, thank yep. you to everyone for coming out. Thank you. 105 in the bag. Uh, we'll see you probably uh, next time with an all-horror lineup, probably. We're nearing Halloween. We, we like to celebrate that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, trailerpodcast.com is, uh, is all that crap. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wish all podcasts plugged. Bye, Billion. <laughs>